Good morning. It's World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen coming here on the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. How's it going? Chilly Monday out there. Extreme cold warning. If you're in the Great White North, particularly northern Alberta, oh boy. Gonna be chilly. Minus 40 for this week. Yeah, that is brutal outside. So hey, if you're listening, I hope you're keeping warm. Probably listening inside because any electronic device you have outside, I have to assume it's not working. Maybe that's just my luck. Maybe that's just how it is. But uh, yeah, it, it's been pretty rough to say the least. Not going to get that much better either. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Seat Giant. Of course, if you're looking for the best tickets and the best prices, you want to go check out SeatGiant.ca. It's a revolutionary ticket buying experience. And of course, just for being a 12-ounce sports radio listener, you can use the promo code 12OZSports and you're going to save money on your next ticket buying purchase at SeatGiant.ca if you're in Canada. All Canadian currency. You don't have to worry about some stupid conversion. And SeatGiant.com if you're in the States and want to use U.S. dollars. Hey, a couple of show notes for you. The Battle of Alberta is finally back. What a game there on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. And the Flames, they're hot five in a row. They've won the last two Battle of Alberta games. But I think the big story, obviously, Kachuk, Cassian, you're going to get my thoughts 100% on that. Last night, Florida, oh boy, they rolled Toronto on national television. Huberto, Barkov, the Panthers were flying. Pretty much a goal for everyone in attendance at that game. Uh, why is New Jersey winning? Two wins for them over two really good NHL teams. I thought they were supposed to be tanking. They fire their head coach. They fire their GM. And now Louis Domingue's going to be winning them hockey games? Maybe not your best bet if you want to try tank for a good pick. Uh, the NHL All-Star game. They're adding women's three-on-three to this year's event. Not exactly sure how it's going to fit in. I don't think too many details have been released yet. Kind of the format, if they're going to throw it in in the middle kind of during the break. Or if they're, they're going to make its own seen that event hey they took the idea from somewhere else so i am going to call them out on that and of course we'll take a look at league leaders haven't done that in a while i know it's been a, a very international hockey based with world juniors spangler cup all of that going on but we do have to give kudos to a few people hey they're leading the league in some pretty impressive categories and you know i, I think you'll be shocked to hear some of the names up at the top it's not just mcdavid and dreisaitl Although, they're plus-minus. Have fun with that. Five-on-five is where you win games when it matters the most. All right, let's talk Battle of Alberta on 12-Ounce Sports Radio, your home for sports talk radio. Come on, what a game on Saturday. If you can't appreciate that, you shouldn't be watching hockey. I don't care what your thoughts are on the Kachuk hit, the Cassian meltdown, any of that, if you can appreciate the game of how good of a hockey game that was, I don't know, you can't call yourself a fan, a spectator, any of the above. I mean, that's just old school hockey where, yeah, it gets heated. It crosses the line. That is all a part of it. 
And so for the people to be, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you want to call out Matthew Kachuk, go for it. That's if you want to be the toughest person on Twitter, no one's going to stop you. But there's a lot more that goes on. I mean, we're going to say Cassian didn't take a single run at Kachuk during the game. No, 100% he did. The only difference is Kachuk connected, Cassian didn't. There's multiple clips. I mean, you see it all over the highlights, too, of Cassian trying to take runs at Kachuk. The only thing is Kachuk's a lot better. I mean, his agility's a lot better. His speed's a lot better. And he can get out of the way of the hits. He's smart enough to do it. Cassian? Yeah, I mean, he's looking for offense. He's looking towards the net. Kachuk has no interest in playing the puck. Those are totally valid points. And he gets rocked. Does Cassian, I mean, is he going to fling his neck around, try throw his helmet off? Of course he is. But yet again, do your chin strap up properly in one that doesn't happen. Two, the main point of contact isn't the head. And if anything, it's a borderline charge on Kachuk. That it is. I'll agree with that. He takes three, four hard strides. The one he definitely glides in for a couple of meters. I think it was the one in the second period, I want to say. That one's the one where I'm thinking, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much as close to a charge as it gets. But hey, if they're going to let it go during the game, they are. Do I think any suspensions deserve? Not at all. A suspension's the wildest thing ever. Do I think some of the post-game comments, although entertaining, could you know maybe get a fine or something? Probably, probably. You know, you're you're gonna start calling out guys post-game as much as the NHL wants the drama, like the NBA, as Adam would say. I do, I do think that there is a little bit of respect. That the game of hockey has shown, and you know, I, I don't want to see that come into every single post game scrum now. It's just guys trying to call out each other. That just looks a little bit set up, staged, stooped down to the NBA level. No need for that in hockey. But whatever, I'm not against Cassian Kachuk having a, having a little bit of words after the game. But yet again, I think all of it was handled on the ice. I don't think any suspensions needed. I don't even think any fines needed. Do I Do I think what Cassian did was fully right? No. I mean, yeah, you're allowed to lay a licking on the guy. He doesn't have to fight you. That's part of the game. I mean, uh, I think that the linesman's probably more at fault than Cassian for just letting Cassian go. I think it was the second time, right? Like, they kind of fell down, and they got up again, and then he kept throwing, and the linesman's not doing anything. Like, I mean, if you're a linesman, that's your job. you got to do something. you got to step in there, especially when it's a one-man fight. But i got no problem with Cassian laying a couple of punches on Kachuk. He knows he's going to get it. He knows that's his role. He's a pesk out there. Pest. Pesk. Stay hot. Monday morning. Kachuk did his job. Perfectly. Got a team of power play. They win the game on that power play. Kachuk is way more valuable to the Calgary Flames than Zach Cassian is. That's the bottom line of this story. Is, yeah, if Kachuk takes a a stupid charging penalty, that's obviously going to hurt the Flames. 
But for a five-minute trade-off with Zach Cassian, you can literally throw anyone on that Oilers top line with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they're going to have goals, and they're going to have points. So to say that his value is based on who he's playing with, well, then I guess we're saying no one should be touching Pat Maroon and Alex Chase on as well. Sam Gagne. I, I mean, it's it's just a joke, right? Like, you can't be going out there and be like, oh, I'm not on the fourth line anymore. I've got this many points. Well, no kidding. You're playing with Connor McDavid. You could put a broken stick in front of that and probably have an assist and a goal. That's just, that. that's not a valid point. That's not a valid reason why Matthew Kachuk, one of the young superstars in the NHL, should have to fight you. That's not a reason at all. If you said, hey, the hits were dirty, and I think you should have had to answer the bell. All right, that's fine. That's your thoughts. At, at least it's more realistic than trying to be like, well, I'm a first liner, and he's not even a first liner. We should be fighting. It's a fair trade-off. No, that's stupid. That's just as comical as it gets. And then you got all the Edmonton media. I mean, we won't get into that, but come on, everyone's going to blow it out of proportion. Oh, Kachuk, the dirtiest player in the NHL, the new Brad Marchand. I think we could probably tone it back just a little bit. Just a little bit on that. He's good. He's good. He's not even close to the pest that Marchand is, and he's not even close to the goal score that Marchand is. Can he get to that level? 100%. 100%. But he's not even close right now. But hey, it's enough of that Kachuk Cassian. You have to give some credit, just a little bit, a little bit to the Calgary Flames here. Because no one's talking about it, but they beat the others twice. That win moved them first in the Pacific. This is a team that's struggling. Arguably, they don't even have a starting goaltender right now. And they're sitting in first. Not many teams able to pull that off. It's a close race in the Pacific. I get it. I get it. It's going to be swapping around a lot. But for Calgary, they face some adversity. They really have. I mean, it's not like the Oilers have had a perfect season or anything, but, you know, they, they jumped out to their lead and they, they kind of got a little bit content. Now it's closed up. I mean, think of Arizona. They lost their two starters. They're 1A, they're 1B in net. And somehow they're still competitive. I think, you know, who's going to come out on top of the Pacific? Probably still not going to have enough to get through the Central when you think of how good that division is. But for Calgary, they, they do have another gear to get to in the playoffs. That's the biggest thing. I, I can't compare Gaudreau to, to young Ovechkin, where Ovechkin just had no success at all in the playoffs early. But Gaudreau and Monaghan really haven't decided from who they beat a few years back. Was it Vancouver in the first round back when Furland was ripping around? Aside from that, I, I just don't see where 
exactly the Flames feel that the, they can make a playoff front. I mean, you need great goaltending in playoffs. They've proven that they can't get that. You need consistency up front. You need a balanced attack. The Flames are probably one of the farthest away, maybe second to the Oilers with that. There's a funny tweet from Tony X. I was trying to find it. He had something about Walt. Big Walt Kachuk there. He's always got some funny takes. Good St. Louis guy. Yeah. Maybe can't find it yet. Thought I liked it or something. Maybe it goes lost in the flames. Hey, Calgary's won five straight. They are the hottest team in the Pacific right now. I think the only team with a better last 10 than them is Vancouver, and Vancouver's been rolling. Very interested to see how that plays out because Vancouver, they're, they're kind of a team that you feel could sneak in. They're not a team that you're scared of, but they're a team that you forget about. And that's arguably as dangerous because, hey, once they get in, Markstrom, I'm not going to say he's an elite-level NHL goaltender, but he, he sure ain't a bad one. He also got Thatcher Demko as well, so you've got options. Right now, looking at the NHL standings, though, for the wild card spots out in the West... TSN app. Let me down once again. So Vegas has got the first one. Edmonton's got the second one. Winnipeg and Nashville are trailing them. Vancouver sitting in third in the Pacific. Arizona is in second. So there you go. Can you imagine Winnipeg, Nashville out of a playoff spot? Minnesota, San Jose. That'd be crazy. St. Louis still, they're running away with the West. I mean, it's its not even close right now. They're nine points up on Dallas, ten points up on Calgary and Arizona, Colorado. They got a good team. Ten losses in regulation this year. The only team with fewer, the Boston Bruins. That's right. Hey, let's switch over to the East Conference after the commercial break. We're going to talk Florida Panthers. They just steamrolled Toronto. National Television Hometown Hockey last night. We'll talk about it after the break. It's World Hockey Report Live coming to you on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. I'm back. It's World Hockey Report Live coming to you on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. Hey, this show brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code 120ZSports for a deposit match of up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code 12-Ounce Sports. If you're looking to make some money, well, hey, I'll give you a couple of picks. I'm a two for two on Friday. Not a big deal. I will give you some picks at the end of this show. Stay tuned. 8.55 Mountain Standard Time this morning. Taking a look at some of the games from last night. Nashville, they shut out Winnipeg 1-0. Vancouver beats Minnesota 4-1. Buffalo tops Detroit 5-1. The Pens get by the Yotes. 
4-3 in a shootout. And I know I had this as a later show note, but I'm going to talk about it right now. The New Jersey Devils are buzzing. Two in a row for them. Shiro's out the door. No more Hines. And Louis Domingue is going to be your go-to guy. 26 saves for him as they beat Tampa Bay 3-1. Greenwood and Zajac with the goals. Tyler Johnson, the only one for Tampa Bay. I mean, Andy Green gets his first of the year. Travis Zajac, he's got six. It's a, it's, it's not a young team, to say the least. <coughs> Miles Wood had the empty netter. Green picked up an assist on that one as well. Gusev, Severson, Hughes, Simmons. They all chip in with apples. Yanni Gord. Connor Carrick, they go toe-to-toe at the end of the second period. Good little momentum swing. Hey, not against one of those. Good old Donnybrook. That happens once in a while in the league. But New Jersey, they've won two straight. Maybe not exactly what you want if you're a Devils fan and you're hoping for a tank. The other big one from last night. What is going on in Leafland? I thought they were good under Sheldon Keefe. How do you lay an egg in Florida? 8-4. 8-4. The Leafs get crushed by the Panthers. Seven goals in the first two periods. Freddie finishes with eight saves. Hutch has 13. Chris Dreger. Dreger? Dreger? I don't even remember. He's a Calgary Hitman guy. He used to be nasty back in the dub days. Panthers went 8-4. Marner had a pair. Hoffman had a pair. Hyman Tavares for the others for Toronto, Matheson, Trocheck, Barkov, Vitrano, Hebro, and Brown. The rest for Florida. Pretty disgusting. All around. Florida's good. Everyone knows Florida has offense. Barkov with three points. Trocheck with three. Hubido, he's got 420 points now. He's the all-time leading scorer for the Florida Panthers. Pretty impressive. Passes uh, Ole Jokinen. Not bad for that Dreger kid either. Four goals against on 47 shots. I get it. The Leafs are also a pretty damn good offensive team. But in his career, he's 5-2. Or this season, he's 5-2 for the Panthers. And that's a team who has gotten just such below average goaltending all year. I mean, Bobrovsky isn't worth his weight in groceries right now. It's just, it's not paying off for him. Some of the moves they did... Q, sure, that's awesome. Goaltending, I don't know, very questionable, very suspect. And yeah, you're probably going to have to wait until the playoffs come around, but do you really want to just hope that Bob's going to show up in the playoffs and all of a sudden start stealing your games? I don't know. I don't know how much weight I would actually put or how, how much trust I would put on them. Or on Bobrovsky showing up to playoffs and just being an absolute stud. How about that play by Austin Matthews, though? We tweeted out the video on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. It's Austin Matthews. He, he runs into a skate. I believe it's Morgan Riley's. Just grabs it with the toe of his stick, flips it up straight into the hands of Morgan Riley. Back in the play. Absolutely smooth. Ridiculous. That's just Austin Matthews. Hey, he's good. 
but the Leafs get clobbered. Clobbered. Couple more comments actually I want to bring up. I know we, we've talked about Battle of Alberta. Everyone's gonna beat it to death. I'm I'm sorry if you live in Calgary or Edmonton, you gotta listen to sports radio, all the boring stuff today. Well, Jason Strudok tweeted out, you can't stop the antics of Kachuk. He's wired that way. So you go after guys who aren't wired like that and can score for the Flames. Make their night uncomfortable and skate away from Kachuk. That's fair. But, who? I mean, is Cassian going to catch up to Gaudreau or Monaghan? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been able to. He's been so focused. He's got Kachuk living rent-free up there. He's a mental midget when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, he puts himself in that position. I get it. You don't want forwards coming down from the wing below the goal line and hitting guys. I see. If you want to get rid of that, fine. But to my knowledge, there's no rule on that. And a clean hit is a clean hit, which Kachuk goes shoulder contact first. The head is not the main point of contact, and it's not the first point of contact. The reason Cassian's helmet comes off is because his chin strap's not done up properly because he wants to be cool. And yes, he obviously sells it a little bit too. As soon as he knows he's getting hit, he's going to throw his neck, throw his body around, spin around. He doesn't yard sale, but he knows what he's doing when he's taking that hit and trying to draw a penalty. Any hockey player does. It's really simple. It really isn't that hard. And so... Edmonton media who's going to make a big deal about it. I I just don't see the point. I really don't. But hey, can we just appreciate a little bit that we do have a Battle of Alberta going? And yeah, it is pretty fun. Kyler Yamamoto, he's been great for the Oilers. And that's why that comparison comes up. You know, I get it. Cassian now has a role on the team playing up with McDavid. Sometimes, sometimes. But what what would happen if the, the roles were reversed? I mean, try to remember back. I seen the video here the other day when Zach Cassian was on the Canucks. He swings his stick and he catches Sam Gagne in the mouth. This was back when Gagne was going to be a stud. You know, Oilers Nation thought he was Evgeny Malkin 2.0. And they wanted Cassian's head on a platter. Now it's the roles reversed, and they're, they're I mean, they'll, they'll defend them, which is, is fine. I got no problem. Of course you're going to defend your your team, your, your fan favorite. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it, of course you're going to defend them. So I got no problem with that. But come on. Don't be two-sided. Don't. I mean, if you're going to go after one, don't worry about What happens if Ronaldo goes and grabs someone, grabs a score? off the Oilers and starts giving him a pounding because he gets hit a couple of times. Could you imagine the outcry? It, it wouldn't even be close. It, it would be outrageous. I mean, Flames fans would, you know, they'd obviously defend Ronaldo or Lucic, whoever. And Oilers fans would be calling for their head. That's just hockey, but I mean, oh my goodness. The game's changed so much that it's it's just wild up to this point. We got a cool story coming back after the break. Not sure if you guys saw it. It's courtesy Fox Sports Southwest. I'm sure you can guess what team it is, but hey, we're going to bring it up. Really cool hockey story. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this one. Coming up after the break, it's World Hockey Report live on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. 
We're back. It's World Hockey Report live. Coming down on the 12 ounce Sports Radio Network. Cody Jansen with you on this Monday morning. Chilly. It is stupid cold out there. And you know, like sometimes I'll say, oh, it's a little bit cool out here, but oh my goodness. Minus 40 this morning? No thanks. Not a big fan. That is too cold to operate. That's why we're sitting in the studio. World Hockey Report Live is brought to you by SeatGiant.ca. Hey, if you're looking to buy tickets, you got to go try out SeatGiant.ca. It's a new way to buy tickets. You know, you can check it out, look at where you're sitting. And the best part is if you're in Canada and you want to buy tickets, just go to SeatGiant.ca and they're going to be your prices in Canadian dollars. You don't have to worry about that stupid conversion, what every single U.S. company tries to get you on. No, you don't have to worry about that at all. You've got low fees just through the regular Seat Giant already. Plus, you're buying in Canadian. Nothing hidden, everything straight up front. I'm telling you. It's going to change your ticket buying experience. Use promo code 120ZSports and you're going to save money on your next ticket buying purchase as well. doesn't matter. Concerts, sporting events, anything. Seat Giant needs to be your go-to. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS and you'll save money on your next ticket buying purchase. Here's an interesting one out of the NHL. I told you I got a cool story. About after the break. And this one, it, it's a feel-good story. And it's something you really don't hear of too often. And that's that's why it really... I don't want to say it touched me. Like I, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm directly connected to this story. But for the Dallas Stars, this is just a great one. And I mean, it was first reported on Fox Sports Southwest. But after almost two years, Stephen Johns played in a pro hockey game. So this is, it's a pretty crazy story. I'm actually just going to pull up his hockey DB here because there's a lot more to it. But in his in his first game as well, this is after, you know, kind of kicking around a little bit. He had a goal, three assists, and seven shots. Now, th- th- that might not seem like, oh my goodness, that is pretty cool. But for for taking two years off and coming back, and I mean, you know, you can be like, oh, sure, that's yeah, you're in the American League, that's cool. But realistically, this is this, this is something big because just to get back on the ice is something special. I mean, you never exactly know what everyone's going through. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, you got to give kudos to the Stars organization. They gave him the opportunity. And uh, I mean, I think obviously he's got the skill still that he knows that he can return back to the big club. He's going to rip up the American League like that. Obviously no problem with making that, but... Uh, yeah, there, there, there's obviously some issues. I mean, you know, concussions, headaches, say what you want, but um, I think they're calling it post-traumatic headaches. So he was a second-round pick, played at Notre Dame. That's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I can't imagine. You spend two years out of the game 
and you come back, you know, you're on a little conditioning stint in the American League, you get four points. How are you? Pretty impressive. I thought that was just a really cool story. Too good not to share. And I mean, as someone who's dealt with concussions, head injuries, it's not easy to come back from. And so, yeah, full kudos to him. Incredible. He hoped for nothing but the best. Johns, we hope to see him back in the NHL very, well, not even very soon. Hey, when he's ready. When he's ready. Um, uh, another interesting one. This kind of this news broke yesterday. I believe it was Emily Kaplan from ESPN, try to give her credit there, um, who broke that. New event, this NHL All-Star Weekend. It's going to be a three-on-three game between the top American and Canadian women's hockey players. This is pretty cool. I like the idea. Uh, you know, I, I've always said I don't know exactly the perfect formula to get women's hockey incorporated with the NHL or to try to bring new fans to the game. But this is pretty cool. This is a big stage. They know that there's going to be a lot of eyes out there. And hey, what better? than it's not like you're forcing the fans to watch either. I've seen a couple of those comments, and I really don't think that that's the case. But yet again, you're giving them that extra exposure. It's best on best. It's three on three. So you know there's going to be a lot of space, a lot of skill. I do think it's going to be successful for women's hockey just to get the eyes out there. Here's my problem that I have with kind of how the exposure goes. I It was an NWHL game or a highlight the other day. It might have been an overtime winner. Honestly, I don't know. It was honestly hard to watch. One, because a horrible broadcast. I mean, it, it looks like it was done off of a Samsung phone. You know, you're shooting through glass and netting. The announcers were a little bit muffled. There was no fans. I mean, you're playing against a brick wall on the other side. Kind of quiet in the rink. I mean, I don't know how many fans there were, but yet again, just it didn't seem like the atmosphere was there. Kind of looked like, I mean, if you're from Swift Current, you know what Fairview uh, West and East looks like. Looks like you're playing in Fairview East. Pretty brutal. But just all in all, I mean, how is that going to help grow the game? I get it. You want to get your product out there and you got to do it however possible. But you got to put yourself in a position to succeed. Even if that is playing in an NCAA rink where at least they've got the, not utilities, I I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But at least they've got a proper setup where you can have a professional get-go. And that's really just going to change the whole perception of the league. So I don't know. I mean, that's my thoughts on the NWHL right there. Uh, What they're doing with that uh, Pro Women's Hockey Showcase, kind of like the PLL style, I think that's pretty cool. I still think that there's a, a next level you can really take to that instead of just practice jersey scrimmage style. I think that there's a... I mean, almost take a PLL approach. They really changed the game of lacrosse. And, I mean, for those of you who don't follow, it's, it's kind of like a tournament style where it's a, it's a league, but every weekend they pick a, a destination, a center. They go there. I mean, it's a, it's a festival atmosphere. And they really changed how everything's viewed in field lacrosse. So I do like that. Last year, the NHL, they, they invited a few uh, women out. I think the biggest one was uh, Kendall Coyne, Schofield there. 
Um, she she finished seventh out of eight in the fastest skater competition. As after McKinnon had to, to back out. So yeah, I mean that was a big step for her. Obviously, it kind of proved hey they're not slouches. They're not bad hockey players by any means. But yet again, you got to find the right business model to make it successful. And yeah, we could probably beat this dead horse till whenever. It was good to hear Spit and Chickles talk about it, though. Kind of from a business perspective is who's going to be able to say, alrighty, I'm ready to lose money for the next three to five years just at hopes to make this a sustainable leak. And it is possible, but you really have to find a sustainable economic model that will work. And I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what that is. But hey, let's hope they find out. And let's hope having this uh, Canadian-American All-Star game. Honestly, I hate the All-Star game. I, I mean, I just I don't hate it. I, I just don't like watching it. I don't find enjoyment really in watching it. And so, But if I do tune in, it's probably going to be for Canada versus the States in three-on-three. Female, men's, I don't care. At least it gives me something where I can say, alrighty, yeah, let's hope Canada wins. Let's see some good talent on a, on a scale that we don't normally see, but I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool by the NHL. And for that, I tip my hat to them. Coming back after the break, we're going to recap maybe maybe a little bit of some of the league leaders. Some guys up top, I was I was kind of messing around the other day. And, you know, seeing some interesting categories, such as game-winning goals, you know, things that they're, they're a lot more important than, you know, players don't get singled out or given credit for what they do or don't do on the ice. So we're going to go over some of that league leaders coming up after the break. And, of course, your MyBookie betting segment. Who are we going to hammer tonight? Two for two on Friday back after this one. I'm back Monday morning, World Hockey Report live, coming to the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. Time to ramp things up. We will get to my picks for tonight, courtesy of mybookie.ag. Use the promo code 120Z Sports. They'll match your deposit up to $1,000. Couple of good, couple of good bets I'm going to toss out there for you. But as well, one thing I wanted to touch on. We don't really talk too much statistics. I'm not a massive numbers guy. Unless it comes to plus minus. Because, yeah, I, I, I do like to throw that out there. That, hey, plus minus, as skewed of a stat as it wants to be, if you're a minus 15 like Leon Dreisaitl and you have 70 points, something is going wrong. Connor McDavid's a minus three. He's got 71. A little bit more responsible. But you can definitely tell who's at the top of the list. I mean, think of guys who are doing it on both sides of the ice. Panarin's a plus 19 with 62 points. And he plays on the New York Rangers. This is a mediocre team, folks. And Panarin finds the way 5-on-5. I get it, your special teams doesn't matter with this. But he's responsible in his own zone. He's not getting scored on when he's on the ice. And he's putting the puck in the net when he is 5-on-5. That's the big difference. The only other in the top 10 with a plus 19 rating is Brad Marchand. And yeah, I mean, I'd say he plays on one of the best lines in hockey, but I mean, his lines are responsible and his team's damn good. 
So it's as simple as that. Connor McDavid leads the league with 71 points and 41 assists. Leading in goals, David Pasternak with 35. Austin Matthews has 31. A couple of other unique stats. I want to throw this out there. I'd love to know. If I said, who leads the NHL in penalty minutes? Who do you think that'd be? It's a Vander Kane. And he's got 91 penalty minutes. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm just going to throw that out there. Wouldn't have guessed that. Game-winning goals as well. Another guy. Who do you think? Game-winning goals. You're going, oh, it's got to be, you know, McDavid scores some pretty clutch ones. Maybe, maybe Nathan McKinnon. Austin Matthews. Nope. David Perron. He's got eight game winners this year. David Perron, folks, leading. That's pretty clutch. Hits? No surprise at number one. Ryan Reeves, he's got over 200 already. But here's at number two. Here's another thing. I mean, I'll pump Brady Kachuk's tires all day long for just how much I like him as a player. But here's how effective he is. He's got 179 hits this year. 25 points, 179 hits. Compared to others, the only person very similar in points and hits is Tom Wilson. That's his only comparison. And I mean, Brady Kachuk, he's younger and arguably he's going to be a lot more effective. So yeah, I 100% think that Brady Kachuk's an absolute stud. And shootout goals, here's the last one for you. Patrick Kane, of course. Who's the two others? Nick Schmaltz and Connor Garland. They all have four shootout goals this year. I thought those were just a pretty uh, cool, fun stats that I saw. Taking a look, mybookie.ag, promo code 12OZSports. It's your bets of the night brought to you by Janner. Hey, we went two for two on Friday, but I got a couple more plays for you on this one. Carolina, I'm not liking them. They're on the road. They're in Washington. These two played a pretty close game the last time, but I like the Caps offense. So at plus 165, I'm going to take the Caps on the puck line. The Flames, they're on the road. They're favorites in Montreal. They're coming off of a very emotional game, whereas the Habs, they're struggling. They are struggling an absolute ton. And so another one. I'm going to take this. This is road favorite, but on the puck line. So at plus 210, you can get Calgary on the puck line against Montreal. That's my two picks, of course. If you're going to go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code 12OZSports, and they're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in free play. You hammer both of those. What's that? You win $3,700. Use your $1,000 free play. There you go. Hammer of caps, flames, puck line. That's going to do it. Monday show wrapped up. Cody Jans in with you. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are listening from. Back here on Friday, same place, same time, 12-ounce sports radio. (laughs) 